Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, relationships, and today cannabis. And hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So as you know, cannabis is legal in so many states and countries today and it's used to enhance sensation and ease discomfort. But have you ever wondered how it affects intimacy and sex in your sex life? On today's show, we're going to explore how cannabis and CBD products can be used to help enrich conversations, diffuse tension, and sharpen focus to ultimately elevate your sexual experiences. We love elevating our sexual experiences. But before we get into the show and bring on our special guest, we want to talk about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But if you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't even have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely Go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's special edition show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're so excited to introduce today's special guest. Ashley Manta is an award-winning sex educator and coach and has become a sought-after authority in mindfully combining sex and cannabis as part of her canisexual brand. All righty. Ashley, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thanks for taking time out of your day. I'm looking forward to having a great educational show because I'm one of those people out there who is not very knowledgeable about cannabis. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to geek out with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's just start off by talking a little bit about how you got into the field of sexuality and how you developed your brand, Canisexual. Absolutely. I have been a sexuality educator for 13 years. I got my start doing sexual violence prevention education and rape crisis counseling back in Pennsylvania. And I worked as a victim advocate and I worked at Planned Parenthood doing reproductive health care. And then I moved to California in 2013 and became a phone sex operator Mm -hmm. and decided to pivot my career to the more pleasurable empowered and enjoyable side of sex and when I found cannabis and I tried medical cannabis in California for the first time I was in awe of how profoundly it impacted my sexual experience especially for me as a sexual assault survivor Um, I had experienced pain with penetration most of my life and I found this product called Foria that made a THC infused oil for the vulva And you apply it 20 minutes before sexy fun times. And it was the thing that allowed me to have penetrative sex without pain for the first time in my adult life. And I kind of looked around the landscape of of the sexuality profession. And I didn't see anyone really talking about sex and cannabis from a 
trauma-informed, consent-focused, body-positive, queer-inclusive perspective. And so I thought, wow, that could be a thing that I do. And Canisexual was born. Well, Very that's cool. great. Yeah, and we met you at the Sex Expo in New York City a few yeah, years with ago. with Bunny from Sibian. Shout out to Bunny. We were just talking to her yes, a couple of weeks Bunny ago. Yes, love Bunny from Sibian. Mm-hmm. And so you've been doing this now for the last few years, and that's basically your coaching and the kind of work that you do on a daily basis. Yes, absolutely. I just finished writing my first book on sex and CBD, and I do education, uh, retreats, conferences, and a lot of professional interviews around sex and cannabis. And I love my coaching clients. That's my favorite part of my job. Wow. Cool. Well, we're going to get into your sex life and your coaching and all that later on in the show. But let's talk at the beginning um, about uh, cannabis. And we're doing the special edition show because for the first and only time, um, National Cannabis Day, which is normally on the 20th of April for 420, is for a whole month because we're in the fourth month of 2020. So this is a super special show. So let's give people the information they need out there to make an educated decision on what type of stuff they need to use or do to have better sex. Absolutely. I am here for that. Education is very important, especially with cannabis and understanding what you're doing so you can make mindful choices. And so what would you say is the active ingredient in cannabis that, well, that actually makes uh, makes us feel different when we smoke or apply or consume cannabis? The most well-known and uh, the most intoxicating compound in cannabis is THC. And that's the one that most people think of when they think of cannabis. And that's the one that makes you feel high, right? That is the one that can make you feel high. Um, So the THC that most people are referring to is what's called Delta 9 THC, which is the active version of THC. Um, It's what happens when you heat the plant. If you were to just take a flower off the cannabis plant and put it in your mouth and chew it and swallow it, you would not get high because in its raw form, it's in a form called THCA, which is the acid form. And when you apply heat to it, it converts to Delta 9 THC, and that is the one that gets you high. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. And so these days, people aren't just smoking weed anymore. Tell us about how the whole consumption has evolved. There are so many ways of consuming cannabis. There are inhalation methods, like you mentioned, smoking. Uh, vaporizing is also an option where you could take the flower and heat it with an indirect heat source so you don't combust the plant matter, which is a little bit easier on your lungs. Vape pens, of course, have become very common to be used, but there are other methods as well. Edibles are the next probably most common and well-known way of consuming cannabis where you are ingesting the plant or the extract or uh, you know a sweet of some kind, chocolate or candy, and you actually digest it and it becomes a different compound in your stomach that tends to be more sedate and body heavy. Eating it also tends to last much longer because it has to go through your whole system. So it takes up to two hours to kick in and can last up to eight hours, which is important to remember when you're choosing whether or not you want to consume cannabis by ingestion. Right. Neat. So I have a question. Uh, I'm not a big cannabis consumer. I actually have never even smoked up. I've, I've, I've just haven't it hasn't been a need for me in my life. We've been to hedonism in Jamaica. I can honestly say I am an a participant of secondhand smoke. Absolutely, <laughs> every time we go there. But my, my question has always been, um, you know, <clears throat> when you buy a beer or alcohol or wine, you know the percentage of alcohol that's in there. You know what you're putting into your body. Is there a different type of concentration in weed that you buy or in an edible that you eat? How is that controlled? 
That is such a great question. Dosing is a crucial aspect of cannabis use. So it depends on your method of consumption. With edibles, you're going to be looking for milligrams of THC in each edible. For the average new consumer, I would recommend two and a half to five milligrams of THC maximum. People will say that 10 milligrams is a beginner's dose. It is not. It's way too much for the average new consumer. Um, So I would say two and a half to five milligrams for edibles is a good place to start. Again, you want to wait up to two full hours before adding more because most people, when they have a bad edibles experience, it's because they had an edible, they waited 30 minutes, didn't feel anything and ate more. And then two hours later, they were regretting all of their life choices in order, which is terrible. (laughs) It's it's not a fun place to be. Didn't we have that issue at Hito with those brownies? Yeah. With the, the brownies that they were passing around and people were taking little bites and saying, oh, this isn't happening. Oh, nothing's happening to me. Nothing's happening to me. They were taking a little bit more, a little bit more. And three hours later, they were out for the night. Yeah, that did happen. It is so common. And especially with homemade edibles, because you don't have any real solid sense of dosing. Um, I really encourage folks to not make homemade edibles or eat homemade edibles, get them from a dispensary so that you know exactly how much you're consuming because otherwise you're, you're going to have a bad time and that's not what I want for anyone who's consuming cannabis. Now, do I understand um, correctly to say that cannabis, too much cannabis can't really hurt you, you just have to sleep it off or is it somehow um, toxic? You will certainly not overdose on cannabis. The amount of cannabis that you have to consume to have a a fatal reaction to it is more than any human could consume. However, um, you might wish you were dead if you use a lot of (laughs) cannabis. Like that's too much for your body because um, I can vividly remember the first time I did cannabis concentrates, uh, which is, you know, basically like smoking 10 joints in one puff. And I had been a user of somewhat regularity, but not to the extent that I was able to handle this. I immediately got incredibly paranoid. I threw up, which has never happened to me before. And I was convinced that the people around me were going to kill me and leave my body in a ditch. So it is not a fun thing to go too far. Um, Cannabis has something called a biphasic effect. So it has opposite effects at high and low doses. At the right dose for you and lower doses, you're going to feel euphoric and the sensations all over your body. And and you might feel a little hungry or maybe a little sleepy, but at higher doses, you could feel paranoid, anxious, rapid heart rate, nauseous. Um, so you really, really want to consider a less is more approach mm-hmm. to cannabis when you're ingesting anything that could get you high. Now, there are ways of consuming it that will not get you high, and we can totally geek out about those also. Now, is this something that it's a trial and error? You should start slow and uh, take notes and figure out which, you know, which doses are good for you? Is that kind of how you work it? Just exactly so. Mm-hmm. I really encourage people to start with a small amount, notice how it feels in your body, especially within the context of sexuality, masturbate, see how it feels when you masturbate. And then yes, absolutely take notes because cannabis is not great for your short term memory. So it's entirely possible that you'll have a fantastic experience and forget. So, so, so hang, hang on. So you, so you take the joint and you put it on your cock and you masturbate with the joint on your cock? No, honey. No, no, you're wrong. No, I don't think I mean, if you want to, I'm not one to yuck anyone's yum, but <laughs> it's not gonna work the way that you think it will. <laughs> but but on, on that note, okay, I was being I was joking there, but there are creams and different types of CBD that you can use to enhance sexual pleasure, correct? Yes, there are. Uh, Unfortunately, they are not as effective for penises as they are for vulvas. 
Mostly because of the blood flow in the vulva and the thin, the skin is much thinner. Is that why? Exactly, because the skin is that exposed mucosa, like the inside mm-hmm. of your mouth, so mm-hmm. it's very absorbent. Whereas the penis is unbroken skin, so it doesn't absorb it as well. So how does it work? You take a cream, you put it on your pussy, and it comes alive. Your clit just becomes a mini penis. No, stop. <laughs> I, I just want to know how it works. <laughs> the clit is already a mini penis, yes. you know, anatomically, but. Um, in this case, what it does, depending on if it's THC or CBD, they are both effective, but they affect your body in different ways. You put it all over the inner labia, vaginal opening, and all over the clit and get it all yummy and juicy. Let it sit for, I would say, 20 to 30 minutes, at least 15, which gives it time to marinate and really get into that tissue and soak into the nerves. And you will notice that discomfort is decreased. So if you are menopausal or if you have any kind of pain with penetration, um, it will help take the edge off of that. And it also will increase pleasurable sensations. So you may find that your clit is more sensitive or you access orgasm more readily or you can have multiple orgasms more easily, things like that. Cool. Now, as a cream, um, like I love licking pussy. I love going down on Carol. Once she puts the cream on, is it still okay to lick her clit and lick her pussy and go inside? So two things to know. One is most of the time it's in the form of a an oil. So you want to be mindful of latex because oil degrades latex. But yes, depending on the composition of the product, like if it's a THC oil, let's say, If you go down on her, you're actually consuming her pussy like an edible. So you have to be mindful of the the potential of you getting high from ingesting that oil that is on her pussy. Two birds with one stone. (laughs) Right? So, you know, you could say that Carol's pussy got you stoned. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, and he'll still and, he'll still say I've never I've never done you know weed before I've never had cannabis. He'll but still I've insist. eaten some good pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's it's really a win for everyone. <laughs> if it's mostly CBD or entirely CBD, you don't have to worry about any kind of intoxicating effects. But again, just being mindful of how much you're spraying on the pussy so that you know roughly how much of an edible is potentially getting into your mouth. So for the woman, is she also feeling a little bit high if there's THC and that she's putting it on the oil onto her vulva? Does it make her high as well? It does not. That's the cool thing. Anytime you're putting it on your skin, it does not get you high. So Mm -hmm. if you have arthritis in your shoulder or tennis elbow or what have you, um, you can put a topical on any part of your body, including the vulva, and it will not get you high. Mm -hmm. But it makes the blood flow or it has some health benefits, I I guess, right? It does. It it, it, um, it is a vasodilator. THC dilates blood vessels. And so that's why sometimes your eyes will get red when you're smoking. Mm -hmm. It also dilates the capillaries in the vulva. So you're bringing more blood flow to the area, which is going to cause uh, pleasant swelling and heat. Uh, It's going to increase lubrication. And again, it's going to make it more sensitive. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a question. Carol's going to kill me. Does it work the same way for anal sex? It certainly does. <laughs> David's a new advocate of cannabis. All of a sudden, it's just dawned on him. <laughs> it's funny. I was literally just talking about this about 20 minutes ago, um, doing an interview for another friend of mine, and we were talking about anal and cannabis are like peanut butter and jelly. They're so great together. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> you see, hon? Okay, baby. I never say no, right? I never no, say no. No, what never. you're supposed to say is you're going to put it on my ass. 
Oh, yeah, that's the deal, right? I mean, it's a good place to start. It's great for people with prostate. <laughs> I don't think you need it, though, baby. You're happy to do it without the cannabis. I know, but if it feels better, more pleasurable. Okay, and you can try it. Yeah, for sure. We're open. Yeah, we never more say is never. more, you know? Exactly. Sure, exactly. Okay, wow. now here's the big deal. Let's get into how we use cannabis when we want to elevate our sexual experiences. Let's get into some of the details, what you would recommend, what product to use, how to use it, and what to do. Absolutely. So since we were talking about anal, let's start there. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> because the most effective way to use cannabis for anal is to actually use it in the form of a suppository. Okay. Which may not be everyone's first thought when they're thinking of sexy anal things like I'm going to stick weed in my ass. But in reality, it is actually one of the most effective ways of consuming cannabis in terms of bioavailability. And it also is great for anal because it helps decrease discomfort without numbing, which we know you don't ever want to numb with anal. And it helps to, again, bring more blood flow to the area, sensitize the prostate. Um, It'll also relieve lower back pain generally, which is kind of a lovely fringe benefit. But it makes it much more comfortable, and it will also not get you super stoned. Most people will not feel high at all. Some people might feel a little high, but for the most part, um, anytime it's not going through your lungs or your liver, it's not going to get you high. Mm -hmm. Now, it actually comes readily available in a suppository form, or do we have to create Sure does. Oh, it does. Okay. All right. It does come available in suppository form, and you can DIY it. You can buy the molds on Amazon and you can actually uh, infuse your own oil at home and that's really an easy, cost-effective way to do it. Okay. Interesting. Okay, let's talk about the pussy and the best things and ways to use it and um, do you have to reapply? So once you apply the oil, it takes about 15, 20 minutes to marinate and then it will last around two hours or so, sometimes two to three hours. (laughs) We need more. That's plenty, baby. That's plenty. And I, who also really thoroughly enjoys marathon sex, and my boyfriend and I like to fuck for hours and hours, I reapply a few times. Mm. And I like to use a combination of products. Like Foria has a THC oil, and then they also have a CBD-only oil, and I like to mix the two together because I'm a slut in most areas of my life, including with cannabis products. And do you put it inside the pussy as well? Yes. If you can get some onto your fingers and get it around the vaginal opening and a little bit into the canal. Also, you can use the suppositories vaginally, which is great not just for cramps, but if you have a partner who is maybe longer than you are deep and occasionally you find yourself getting hit in the cervix and are not enjoying it, mm-hmm. cannabis suppositories can help with that. We don't have that problem. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe we have to get together and have a little swinging party. Oh, okay. Carol loves big I cocks. think we should. My <laughs> yes. boyfriend would be thrilled. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. So, you know, our listeners know that Carol's a really big squirter. And does the fluid that comes out from her squirt, is it going to dilute some of the oil that um, is supposed to be going in there to create this nicer sensation? No, it shouldn't do. I, it should not dilute the oil in any meaningful way. 
And especially if you're waiting that 15, 20 minutes to start to let it marinate, by that yeah. point, it's absorbed. So you're cool. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, I love to drink her squirt. So when she squirts into me, am I going to get some of that residual oil in my mouth? Well, if you're licking my pussy, you're going to get it anyway, honey. So. I yes, guess so. Yes, absolutely. So my question, it's true. my question is using lube after you've applied it now. You've waited your 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. Everything's good. But mm-hmm. we still love using lots of lube. Uh, does that oh, dilute it at all? Nope. No worries. Once you have applied it and let it sit, you can you could wipe it off if you wanted to. Like it's it's done its work by twenty minutes in. Okay, gotcha. And so you can absolutely apply more lube. I like silicone lube. That is my favorite mm-hmm. for marathon sex. Mm-hmm. So you're totally fine applying lube. Very, very Beautiful. cool. So I'm just gonna ask you to hold that thought for a minute and we're gonna remind everybody that we are Carol and David. And today we're talking with sex educator and cannabis expert, Ashley Manta, from Canisexual. And coming up next is our favorite segment. Great Sex Matters. Stay tuned. All right. So we want to tell you about a new product we've discovered that helps improve your sex drive and a whole lot more. We've been using Somaderm Gel for a few months now, and wow, what a difference it's made in our daily lives. Somaderm is a transdermal gel that naturally optimizes human growth hormone, HGH, and supports our body's stress response system, which we all need right now. From improved libido to better stamina and beyond, we've also noticed less joint discomfort, better sleep, and an overall feeling of well-being. Yeah, this amazing gel has improved our life as well as our sex life. And we all want better sex, right? So go to thesexylifestyle.com for more information about Somaderm Gel and order yours today because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. Now's the time that we get down and dirty, and with Ashley, we're going to ask her lots of personal questions. So let's just... About get, her sex life. About her sex life, yes. That's and, what's and getting we, we down might get and dirty. Into, we might get into some of the things she teaches in her coaching yes, sessions as well. Yes, we should, absolutely. Let's first of all start by talking about your current state of sexual mind frame. How would you describe your sexual desires? Well, at the moment, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, I'd rather be fucking. So there you go. I would say my desire is uh, heightened, especially in this time of stress. Uh, I know a lot of people feel a little bit disconnected from their sexuality. I find quite the opposite. All I want to do is be fucking. I masturbate daily. My boyfriend and I see each other about every other day. We have sex every time he comes over. I just want it. I, and it helps make me feel normal. And and it helps get me back in my body. And I love it. <laughs> and you're talking about the stress because of this, um, the world situation at the moment. But generally, you like having sex too, right? Oh, yes. Yes. I want sex all the time. I want sex extra much lately. Okay. <laughs> we've been so pretty, we've I'm been, basically humping the furniture. Yeah, <laughs> we've, been, we've been pretty horny as well. I mean, Carol and I normally work from home and we spend almost all our time together. But um, just lately, we've been doing a lot of extra shows, talking and learning a lot about sexuality. And I have to say, we've been having a little bit more sex. We've been having a lot more adventurous sex. We've taken out all those sex toy samples that have been sitting around that we haven't used for a while, exploring them. We're doing our spring cleaning. Isn't everybody reorganizing their house (laughs) because they're stuck at home? No, they're reorganizing (laughs) their sex toys. Yeah, we have pulled out a lot of sex toys and we're like, oh yeah, I forgot about this one. Thank goodness for Bunny and our Sibian that we have. <laughs> so Ashley, what's your favorite Me sex too. toy? 
Uh, I also have a Sibian and that is a very popular item in my house. Uh And I'm a Wee Vibe girl. I really, really love the Tango. I really love the new wand that just came out. Mm -hmm. And um, the new chorus is also really cool with the remote control kind of video game controller mm-hmm. wow that's very cool and what would you say david is your favorite toy you know i like the uh, pivot mm-hmm. from we vibe as well yeah. it's a it's a lot of fun it's nice and flexible um i we also like the sta- the just the good old um c from the Wii Vibe, mm-hmm. that's a couple's toy that goes into Carol's pussy, it vibrates on her clit, and then when I slip my cock into her pussy, um, uh, both of us get the sensation. And we also like playing with um, B-Vibe's triplet, right? Uh, shout out to Alicia Sinclair. Um, when um, you put it into my ass, mm-hmm. and then I'm fucking you, my cock feels like a vibrator. Yeah, <laughs> that is, it does feel like a vibrator. <laughs> Ah, but toys are my favorite. It's so good. So Ashley, let's go back to some of your uh, coaching classes and some of your workshops that you do where you incorporate cannabis and you incorporate your education together and help people to elevate their sexual pleasure. Where, Where do you start with some of your courses? Absolutely. So I have online courses at elevatedintimacy.com and you can just take them at your own pace, which is really cool. My latest one that came out is a hand sex class because I am a hand job enthusiast and I have seen so many sad hand jobs in my life. I said, you know, there needs to be someone who corrects this terrible, grievous injury that's being done to the world. <laughs> and so I took the mantle upon myself to be able to improve hand jobs for everyone. Teach and us, tell pussy us. massages. No, 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 no. Back to, back to hand jobs. Tell us <laughs> how you give secret. What's the your most secret? amazing hand job. Okay. So I like to say that I give life-changing hand jobs. Mm. And part of it is the fact that I put my receiver into a very comfortable position. Mm-hmm. I have them lie on their back and I sit between their legs facing them with my legs underneath their legs so it makes like a diamond in between our pussy and cock mm-hmm. and I use two hands for hand jobs mm-hmm. always and tons of lube I find that so many people make the mistake of lying on one side and propping themselves up on their elbows and then jerking with the other hand right using two hands is absolutely the way to go because you can get back behind the balls and massage into the perineum and then you can also be stroking the cock at the same time and then you can bring them together and you can do this um, I call it the pepper grinder where you take each hand on top of the other mm-hmm. and um, like you're grinding pepper mm-hmm. back and forth in opposite directions mm-hmm. absolutely sounds good do you incorporate your mouth at all I do um, I like to use my hands most and even without my mouth because there's so much more dexterity that I have with my hands, but I like to add the mouth sometimes too, where I'll just bend down and take the tip in my mouth while I'm stroking the shaft with both hands or playing with the balls with one hand. And do you, and uh, that's been- do you also encourage squeezing the cock, like really putting some pressure on it and the whole shaft? Oh, absolutely. You want to give it some really good pressure. Most people are afraid to squeeze very hard. And what you have to remember is they've been jerking it every which way since they can reach it. So <laughs> exactly. you're cool. And, um, and let's not forget that baby finger in the, in the butthole while we're pulling on the cock at the same time, right? 
if that is a thing that they are open to, absolutely. It's never a thing I would sneak in, you know, <laughs> want to have a very like clear conversation about consent and such. Um, the other piece to keep in mind though, is if you're going to be putting a hand in the butt, you may want to have a glove on that hand gotcha. so that when you go back to the cock, um, you're not getting booty cooties on the cock that's eventually going to be inside of you. Gotcha. Very, very, very good advice. Yes. Okay. Now let's talk about uh, what you're going to, the best hand job for a pussy. Okay, so uh, pussies are so magical and they get so shortchanged with fingering. Like even just the term fingering, it implies that you're mostly sliding your fingers in and out when in reality most of the action is going on around the clit. Mm -hmm. The clit, as I'm sure you know, has legs. And so when you're just focusing on that tiny little button, you're missing a lot of real estate. So you have to keep in mind that there's a shaft that goes up and then it splits down into two legs around the vaginal opening and the inner labia, the lips. And so you can actually take both thumbs and go around the, the opening of the pussy, up the lips, and then over the top of the clit, like above it, and you'll feel the clit underneath the skin. It's so awesome. It can swell to up to 300% of its size. Like it gets an erection just like a cock does. And if you feel the shaft that's right above the clit, you can almost strum it like a guitar string. And that drives vulva owners absolutely wild. Mm -hmm. I know that. Now, Ashley, do you prefer to give that or get that? I'm a giver, you know, I really like um, making people feel good. When I was at Betty Dodson's birthday retreat last summer, I got nicknamed the Pussy Whisperer. So <laughs> I like that. And you just carried your little bottle of lube everywhere you went and everybody welcomed I you in, I right? Was, I, I sprayed Poria, I sprayed Poria on their pussy and then I, I like put gloves on my hands and I was rubbing their lips and, nice. and going around the vaginal opening instead of just like slamming my fingers inside, like playing right around the opening and teasing and going nice and slow. That is the thing that most people do wrong with any kind of hand sex is they rush it. And I think it's really important to take your time. So during your workshop, when you're doing these hand jobs, which you say are life changing, um, do you mm -hmm. see that in your clients and they're learning these new techniques and they're going, oh, wow, it's, it seems so logical when you say it, but they'd never actually thought about it or done it themselves. Oh my goodness. Yes. It completely blows their minds. And I do live demos in my workshops. So my boyfriend will come and I will give him a hand job and I'll do prostate massage on him. And then I have a pussy model demo and my audiences are consistently just in awe of the things that they're learning. And I get messages via DM and email and all sorts of different methods of people just saying, oh my God, I didn't know it could be like that. Holy shit, this is amazing. It is great when you can change somebody's life with a little technique that, you, that you've known all this time. That's very cool. Well, yes. You know, Carol, Carol has been a cock worshiper for her whole life. She's loved to suck cock. She's, she's amazing at it. And then we're good friends with Dr. Jessica O'Reilly, and we've been to some mm -hmm. of her workshops. And I'm going to let Carol describe to you one of the things she learned a few years ago, which just turned our sex life upside down because you think you know what you're doing or you're doing it great until someone says, hey, why don't you try this? Well, I'm not sure if I can describe it very well on uh, on air like this, just vo by voice, but you have to make a... I don't even know how you describe it with your teeth. You put your top lip over your top teeth, so it's tight, uh -huh. and you stick your tongue out wide, like big, and then you start stroking the cock with your mouth like that. So your, your teeth are protected with the lips over the top, but then your tongue is 
like gliding below and your teeth are on the top and up and over the the ridge what's the real the head yeah the head yes the frenulum um so that's kind of what dr jess and i don't even know what she calls it we just call it the dr jess so that's <laughs> i right. don't really know what she calls it but that's a technique we that learned a, a long great. long time ago i love that technique that's fantastic i'm sitting here as you're describing it and doing it and now i'm like filleting my microphone <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well i'm doing it too trying to describe it but i think it's in one of her books she's got a book called uh, great sex tips licks and tricks something mm-hmm. like that yep. hot sex that's it hot she's sex so great yeah and so I, we got it out of that book and she of course in, in one of her courses and we were doing it with her i think at desire when she was doing her classes there but mm-hmm. anyways it, i've been using that technique ever since and it's you know it's just a nice different thing that it didn't rock my world or change my world upside down but it certainly did change David's. Of course it was something (laughs) different I mean and you know using lots of lube and lots of pressure like you were talking about Ashley has just changed Mm -hmm. you know our sex life we we love learning from educators like yourself on how to do things uh, differently we had uh, Reed Mahalko on a couple of weeks ago we had a great show all about threesomes and group sex and orgies and we're swingers we've been swingers for 12 years but we always keep learning and learning and learning and one of the things we spoke about and I want you to talk about it right now is Mm -hmm. the important part of a relationship that has to do with sharing each other's desires and having those lines of open communication I'm so glad you brought that up. Communication is really everything. And even just when trying new techniques with like my hand job classes, I tell people go home and make sure that you're checking in and saying, Hey, how does this work for you? Do you like this better? Do you like this other thing better? Do you need it harder, faster, up, down, like being open to that direction is so crucial and kind of decoupling your ego from it and not taking it as any kind of criticism, but really just that your partner's giving you cheat codes to their body. And that's so great. And when it comes to desires, it's very similar, especially now, like in a time where things are so scary, like what are you waiting for? Now is the time to share your most taboo (laughs) desires and fantasies. And I actually took my own advice and did that with my boyfriend a few weeks ago. I told him some of the more rough consensual non-consent fantasies that had been swirling around for me that I never quite felt confident enough to share because I was afraid, you know, he wouldn't be into it or he would reject me. And those are all the things that come up for people when they think about sharing their, their deep, dark desires. Right. But I took a deep breath and I felt the fear and did it anyway And it went so well. He was so receptive to it. And even though that wasn't like his number one fantasy, he was excited that it was exciting to me and wanted to co-create that with me. And we talked through what that might look like and how to do it safely and made sure we had safe words and all those kinds of like important facets. But it never would have started if I hadn't had the courage to say, hey, there's a thing that I want to share with you and I'm really excited about it. And can I tell you? And he was like, yes, tell me all the things. And so I did. And now here we are. Wow, that is amazing. And I think also that uh, one of of the things I had a question about is when we consume cannabis when we're in a sexual mode, does it help us to, um, I guess, broach those hard conversations that we're worried to share? Does it uh, ease the conversation so that we can get those things out? can't speak for everyone because some people may not find that they are as talkative with cannabis, but many people have shared with me that they felt more comfortable and that their inhibitions diminished somewhat as a result of consuming cannabis. Now, the thing to keep in mind, of course, with all things is consent, right? 
anytime you're using a mind altering substance, you want to make sure that you are very mindful of consent. And so I suggest people have a conversation in advance of consuming cannabis just to say, hey, this is where I am. This is what I'm planning to consume. This is what I am hoping it's going to do for me and what I want to co-create with you this evening. And then especially, and this is really crucial, this is what it might look like or sound like if I'm in some kind of distress or if it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. And this is how I'd like you to take care of me if that comes up. Mm, those are that really is, good advice. Save you so much emotional paperwork. <laughs> very, very cool. So um, before we get into our final question and letting things wrap up, um, I know our show today is all about uh, cannabis and sex. We're in the month where you know everybody gets to celebrate that important part of the year. Well, actually, in Canada, you know, weed and cannabis is legal, so yeah. people celebrate it every day. But let's do a little prelude into May, which is Masturbation Month, and let's talk a little yes. bit about that absolute need for singles or couples and both to self-pleasure and masturbate. Self-pleasure is the most important thing you can do for yourself. It allows you to figure out what feels good for your body so that you have things that you can communicate with your partner. And it's so important, even if you don't have a partner, to love yourself and prioritize your pleasure and, and understand how powerful you are in your ability to give yourself pleasure so that you don't feel dependent on another person. And cannabis is really, really crucial with masturbation um, as a a divining tool. Um, You can use masturbation to figure out which cannabis products worked best for you. So if you're trying a new thing with a partner, you don't know if something's off, if it's the cannabis or if it's the partner. So if you do it in advance on your own, you get a chance to really feel with no distractions and no kind of external variables how cannabis is working for you in whatever method you've consumed it. And it also really helps you kind of deepen your relationship with your body because you might find that those voices in your head of I need to look a certain way or experience sex a certain way or sound a certain way, they start to kind of quiet down so you can be a lot more present with what your kind of core truth is. It helps you really identify what's important. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And so Ashley, how do you like to masturbate? How don't I like to masturbate? (laughs) That's a very good answer. What's your favorite Um, position or type of masturbation that you like to do? For a quickie, like just trying to squeak one out because I have a headache and or I'm about to go to bed and I just want to come real quick. I like to be laying flat on my back with my legs out Um, with my WeVibe Tango in one hand and uh, Erotica on my phone in the other hand because I'm a totally imaginative person. I'm a big fantasizer and porn doesn't really do it for me because I'm not a visual person, but when I read Erotica, it sparks my imagination. And how long does it take? I would say less than five minutes. Oh, okay, there you go. Very cool. Now, if I'm taking my time, if I'm doing it the Betty Dodson approved mm-hmm. way and mm-hmm. spending like an hour mm-hmm. and lighting candles and putting on a playlist and really like taking time to seduce myself, I like to do a lot of different positions. I like to be on my belly. I like to be on my side. Um, I'm trying this new position that I learned from Carlin Ross where you sit um, – with your legs in a diamond shape and you put the vibrator between your feet, the wand vibrator, and then you put the vibration, of course, on your clit. 
and hold it that way when you're sitting up. Oh. I haven't quite mastered that yet, but uh, that's <laughs> a little bit of acrobatics Good going ab on exercise, there. Good exercise, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, when I like to masturbate, I actually like to have my pussy full. So I usually stick a dildo inside, whether it's vibrating or not, it doesn't really matter. And then I work my clit based on that. And it could be with a, a vibrator, a bullet or a womanizer. Actually, it's fastest with a womanizer. So just like you, it depends how long I want it to last for. Because if I put the womanizer there, it's probably 10 seconds by the time I'm already, I'm already into it because now my pussy's, pussy's full and it's tight and I'm ready for it, you know. But if I just want to squeak mm-hmm. off a quick one, it, it's definitely under a minute for me for sure yeah for sure and I am definitely a clit girl um I like to be filled if my boyfriend is there I like him inside me when I have my vibrator mm-hmm. on my clit mm-hmm. or I like to have him have his fingers inside mm-hmm. me if he's laying next to me mm-hmm. but for some reason when I'm on my own I don't typically use insertables okay that's interesting and I guess we have to also cover the beauty and great pleasure of mutual masturbation when you're in a couple and you're sitting there and doing it in front of your partner Oh, that's one of my favorite things. Like the last thing we do before my boyfriend and I finish with the sexy fun times is he lays down next to me and I reach it for my vibrator Mm -hmm. and he holds me while I get myself off. Um, And sometimes he strokes his cock. Sometimes he doesn't. It depends on what he's in the mood for. Usually by then he's already ejaculated. Um, Although he can come multiple times even without ejaculating, which is kind of awesome because yay, Tantra. But um, usually he's kind of done by then and he's just holding me and like whispering dirty things in my ear while I get myself off. And it's hot. It is hot. It is hot. And before we finish up this uh, class about cannabis, I just wanted to ask you, are there specific strains of cannabis that are more recommended to use during sex or sexual play? Uh, You will see people recommend specific strains and they are snake oil salespeople. (laughs) The, The truth is, Cannabis is so subjective that a thing that works really well for me may not work well at all for you. It's so dependent on your mindset and setting, your hormone levels, um, how much estrogen levels you have in your body at any given time will actually impact how much THC impacts you. And so it's for anyone to say like, oh, this strain, like a blue dream or Durban poison is going to be good for sex is like, ugh. That's massively overgeneralizing. What I would encourage you to do is try a little bit of whatever you think might work, masturbate, take some notes, and then kind of acquire your own body of data, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, I'm glad you um, busted that myth. That's great. So I guess it's time for some final advice then. So when it comes to using cannabis to elevate your sexual experience, how would you recommend a couple should start if their goal is to have great sex? What's the first thing they should do? Should one try it and the other not try it or should you do it together? Mm-hmm. Like, like what, what's the cannabis and sex 101? Well, I encourage folks to actually kind of go to their corners and do the masturbation and testing exercise first and figure out what works best for them because you really, you want to start by identifying what it is that's getting in the way of having great sex. Is it, are you stuck in your head? Is it pain? Is it needing to heighten sensation? Is it that things are getting a little stale? You know, identify what's getting in the way or what has room for improvement and then try products to kind of identify products that are going to create the results that you're looking for. And 
once you have those, you don't need to be consuming the same thing. Like that's a common misconception that like, oh, we have to be using the same amount of the same product. You don't. You can figure out what works best for each of you and consume those things. And you can do it together in a very cool ritualistic way where maybe you light some candles or light some incense um, and start by just like touching each other's bodies, looking into each other's eyes. Um, I like to do the thing where you put your uh, left hand on their heart and they put their left hand on your heart and then you put your right hand on top of their left hand mm. and you just look into each other's eyes and breathe in sync. And if someone's getting, if someone's high, then they're going to burst out laughing. So <laughs> depends. That's cool. That's okay. All right. Laughter is great. That's, I mean, I always say if you're not laughing, like you're probably doing it wrong because <laughs> sex is supposed to be fun. And so cannabis can help put you in that kind of playful, silly state or it can be more of like a, a ritualistic tantric experience. And then just start exploring each other with your fingertips and noticing where you are more sensitive and and be responsive and saying, oh, I really like that or that really works for me or oh, keep doing that and go from there and just see what unfolds. Don't be fixated on we have to get to penetration because that's what sex is. Like, Sex is anytime you're touching yourself or another person for pleasure, as far as I'm concerned, um, or engaging even. You don't even have to be touching. You could be speaking dirty things. You could be, um, you know, eye gazing. You could be doing energetic play. So, like, engaging for the purpose of pleasure is sex. So don't get too caught up in where it's going. Just enjoy the ride. Amazing. Ashley Manta, thank you so much for being here, sharing all that great information on this special show all about sex and cannabis. Why don't you take a minute and tell everyone how they can find you online, social media, your website, or even reach out to you for some coaching. Yes, that would be great. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Uh, you can find me on my website, which is canasexual.com, on Instagram at canasexual, on Twitter at thecanasexual. You can also find my podcast, Elevated Intimacy, on every podcast platform that there is. Uh, You can find my online courses at elevatedintimacy.com. And if you want to reach out to me for coaching, I am actually doing sliding scale right now in light of the pandemic. I understand money is tight for a lot of people. So please reach out to me uh, via my email, actually at ashleymanta.com. And I would love to schedule a discovery call with you and just see if we can work together because I think coaching is so important, especially now when people are in close quarters with their partners or separated from their partners or dealing with living by themselves and, and getting really in touch with their sexual needs and pleasures is so, so crucial. So I would love to help you with that. Absolutely. And if you missed any of that, Ashley's going to have a guest page up on our website, thesexylifestyle.com. So you can go there and get all those links and information on our website. And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests. And we hope you do too. You just have to visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com to find out more about all our sexy expert guests. You can even contact them if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, relationships, or cannabis. And remember to follow the protocol suggested by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, stay home, and if you have to go out, stay away from others. And continue to listen to our show and visit the website, thesexylifestyle.com. If you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Ashley Manta, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And we always want to thank all our listeners for being there as well. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life.
All right, everyone, stay happy, healthy, and horny, stay sexy, and of course, stay home, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new. Spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. <laughs>